What's up all my ham sammies? Welcome back to another weekly Sites of Ham. It's your boy, Hammy Mammy. That's right. I actually just recently discovered a mammoth. It was frozen in the lakes here in Delaware, and I'm working on a research project right now about how I can bring it back to life and also uh, bring back other um, prehistoric animals, so things like the saber-toothed tiger, um, a woolly rhino, things like that. And I'm going to open this park where people can see it. We're going to call it um, Ice Age Park. So I think that's a pretty original idea. I don't think anything has ever been done like that, or even movies that have a concept like that. So I'm actually really excited for that. But, okay, I shouldn't say but, because I do, I'm very aware of a movie that you might think is kind of similar to this, but it's it's not, because it's completely different. So we've all seen the Ice Age movies. Ice Age, Dawn of Dinosaurs, Ice Age, the regular, Ice Age, Continental Drift, Ice Age in Space. There's honestly a lot of Ice Ages. Ice Ages are great movies, but listen, it's going to be completely different from Ice Age, okay? They're, they're not going to be able to talk, and they're going to be real life, not cartoons. So uh, I just want to make that very clear. Now, Again, welcome back, everybody. It is a Thursday edition of the Weekly Slice of Ham. Um, I think after we do, after the intro, I want to talk to you guys, maybe get some feedback. I want to maybe try and switch things up somewhat, um, just kind of format of the show. But we'll get into that. So here we go, everybody. Let's go. Ham Sammy. Yummy, yummy. Ham Sammy. Yummy, yummy, weekly slice of hammy, yummy. We all love the weekly slice of ham. Weekly slice of ham. Here we go. Pew. All right, so as I teased before, I wanted to have a discussion with my listeners right now because I know. I've kind of got a divided audience, I feel like, and no one's going at each other's throat or anything like that. It's not like, uh, it's not like East and West Germany or what's a less serious thing I could say? Something, to, something from a movie. Anyway, um, what I wanted to, so I usually do the first half where I talk about sports, second half talk about, you know, whatever's on my mind. I'm thinking I might want to do maybe uh, one episode a week is maybe diving more into sports. The other week is more of just my brain. Um, I guess this isn't really a thing that matters right now because a lot of sports are starting to kind of die down. I, you will not hear me be like talking about baseball a whole bunch once NHL and NBA playoffs start. And it looks like the Sixers are going to be out anyway. So maybe this is for more football season because I can, I can talk a lot about football and stuff um so that will be i guess more of a future thing but uh, i want to know what people think because i know there's some people that really like the sports stuff that i talk about where um i can get really into it uh and there's also a lot of people out there that just like listening to my weird brain be expressed through my mouth hole so maybe i just figured this out on my own already where we just we stick to what we're doing for right now, and come football season, we'll start to, uh, we'll figure, we'll figure that out when it comes. Um, so, a bit of a life update, kind of, sort of, uh, as you all remember, I talk about Poppy sometimes. Uh, little Popsy, she got fixed yesterday, so, 
poor little girl's got a cone on her head. And that's probably going to be the picture for the podcast this time. I've, I've been doing the, the, the grayscale photos with the, the little devil emoji. I don't know why. I've seen pictures like that on Twitter, so I've just been rolling with that. It's going to be Poppy with her little cone. She's cute. She's She runs into the wall a lot. Not head first. She does that without the cone. She likes to just run face first into the wall. She's a little crazy and a little goofy. And maybe the maybe running into the wall is taking its toll. Um, but she just, like, will run or walk, and she doesn't, she still doesn't have a feel for the cone yet, so it just, like, drags. She just, like, runs the cone into the wall, and, um, it's very funny. She was not happy about it yesterday, but she was very good. She was very weak when she came out. She was, like, shaky, and I felt so bad for her, and I was trying to tell Reagan, I was like, I'm pretty sure that when you spay a cat, because she's a girl, um... They just remove everything. Like, it's just like getting a hysterectomy for a female. And she's like, no, they don't take out everything. And, like, she's got this giant scar in the middle of all her little kitty nipples. I don't... That's a term I never want to say again. <laughs> and she looks... Honestly, she looks so much skinnier. I mean, she couldn't eat from the night before until, like, after she got home and she wasn't allowed to eat as much. But she looks so much skinnier. And I was like... They have to remove something because there was a whole hell of a lot in there. Uh, it's not It's not like with, when we had Storm. Uh, ooh, this is actually a funny story. So when I took Poppy, I told Reagan, I was like, well, hopefully we don't find out Poppy's a girl or a boy. Because when we got Storm, our other cat, we thought Storm was a girl. And we just never really thought to look because someone, whoever, whoever Reagan got him from, they said he... He, or she at the time, I guess. Oh, my God. Okay, Poppy's climbing up. We're trying to figure out the best setup here, people. I, I need to get a desk so we can really record. But So we took Storm to get fixed. And, okay, you just heard Poppy shake her head with the cone. Trying to eliminate noise here as much as I can. We'll figure it out. Anyway, we took Storm to go get fixed. And we're like, here's Storm. She's here to get spayed. Blah, blah, blah. We get a phone call later, and, hello, uh, yeah, is, is this the owner of Storm? Uh, yeah, what's up, is he done? How, or not, how, is she done? How'd she do? Um, i just like to let you know that, uh, she is a he, and, uh, yeah, so, congratulations, it's a boy, basically, is what they said, but it was, like, and luckily, Storm kind of worked for both, like, you know, Storm from X-Men is a girl, and... Storm, it works as a boy, and he's like this really nice gray color, which works, too. Um, it's almost like a grayish blue, but yeah, Poppy's, she's doing good. She's right here. Um, she, they shaved her belly, and it's weird looking. Reagan was like, is it going to grow back? Like, yes, it's going to grow back. <laughs> they just had to shave her so they could do the surgery. Um, but, <clears throat> all right, so this, this week... We got a couple things first. Um, first things, a lot of water-related stuff. Then I got a little bit of a rant. And then we're going to be talking about a lot of food towards the end. A lot of uh, home, like, locally-related food stuff from like when I grew up and now. So, first thing, it's kind of a realization I made recently. 
Now, when everybody, like, asks me, do I miss swimming and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I miss it, but I didn't miss being cold and wet. So, when, you, when you're swimming, and it's a winter sport, which, the more I think about it, the more it doesn't make sense. It's, it's, you're in a pool. So, all the time, you just go from being cold, to being wet, to being cold and wet, to just being wet, and then you get out, and then you're cold and wet, and then you dry off, and then you're just cold again. It's just a vicious cycle of always, especially being in Indiana, PA, where it's uh, basically a, a blizzard could happen at any time. Not really. It's not like Buffalo, New York, but it's just, it's so hilly, it gets so windy, and it's so cold. Like, they literally canceled classes one time, two days in a row, because the wind chill made it so cold, like, you weren't supposed to go outside. So, yeah, that was Indiana, PA. So you wake up early at like 5.30 to get to practice at 6, or yeah, you get to practice at 6, and you walk down, most of the time you'd walk down, if you were lucky you were in a house with someone that had a car, and you could drive down, but still, you're cold, you, you gotta wait for the car to, you're not, it's not a far drive, so it's close enough to walk, you're cold walking down, you, you change into your suit, you're cold standing on the pool deck, Now we weren't lucky like Pitt, Pitt University, they have a heated pool deck. That would have been amazing. Um, you're cold waiting to get into the pool. Then you jump into the pool. You're cold and wet. You know, you do warm-up. You get you get going. Your body warms up a little bit. Then you're just wet. You know, you get through practice. You're never really cold again much. Some people were. Nicole, I'm talking about you. You were always cold no matter what. No matter how much you swam. Uh, you're just sitting there freezing all the time. Uh, <laughs> actually, a lot of people were. Maybe it's just a me thing. As far as just not really getting cold in the pool. But it didn't make sense. We were doing hard sets. Um, so then we, you know, you get out after. And then you're cold and wet again because you've cooled down. And you run to the good in the hot shower. And then, then, then that's the only time in swimming where you are warm and wet is the showers after. And like at home or whatever. But just as far as the sport goes. And then you get changed and you go back out into the elements. And then you're cold. Just cold, wet, cold, wet, cold, cold, wet, 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 cold, cold, wet, wet, cold. Basically is your whole life as a swimmer. Um, but the recent realization I've made is I've been cold and wet basically my entire life. Now this may sound very weird to some people. But, so from, I shouldn't say my entire life, but a big part of my life I've been cold and wet a lot. Especially, like... Even now, not swimming, and I'm still at school in Indiana, uh, PA. I, I, I'm cold and wet a lot because I sweat, and then I go out in the elements, and I'm cold. Uh, and I'm not swimming. I'm, I'm done swimming. Or, like, I work out. I'm wet because I'm sweating, and I get cold. Now, I used to play ice hockey, and it didn't happen all the time. But ice hockey, obviously, cold weather, winter sport. Um, they're getting up at 3 a.m. to go play a... 5 a.m. game in New Jersey that's like an hour away or two hours away and getting up at ridiculous times it's freezing cold and then the worst thing is you forgot to air out your hockey bag so your hockey bag is still wet all your equipment is still soaked your undershirt's soaked your pads are soaked so you're cold and wet getting your stuff on uh, and I started playing ice hockey in third grade I don't know if I already said that I already forgot but yeah, cold and wet. And I played ice hockey all the way up until 11th grade, and I started swimming in 10th grade. I've been cold and wet 
for the longest time. And even, even in the summer when we'd play summer hockey, you're still cold and wet because it's warm outside and you're fine. But it, still, if you didn't air out your pads, some of those rinks are fucking cold, like ungodly cold. And the locker rooms are unforgiving. It was just unfair. You couldn't... No way the home team ever got used to it. They had to, unfortunately, like, always practice there and stuff. But some of these brinks we used to go to, it was unbelievable. Parents wouldn't even, like... You could tell when a rink was really cold when the parents wouldn't even, like, sit in the bleachers. They would sit in, like, the cafe area and watch the game from there. Even though they couldn't really see everything, they're like... I'm not going out there and staying and watching. Like, I love my kid, but fuck that. Which, honestly, I do. Now, sticking with the kind of wet thing. We're talking about water. And I mentioned swimming earlier. This is something I'd like to educate some people on. Now, some people, most of the time, you're going to think, if you want to, you know, you go swimming, most of the time you want a warm pool, a nice warm pool. Especially, like, swimming at night. Um... Uh, not for swimmers. Not for swimmers. A warm pool is the worst thing you could possibly get. Uh, there's a saying in swimming, cold pool is a fast pool. And it's absolutely true. And one theory I have behind it is it's because you want to get out of that fucking water as soon as possible. But also, it just feels so crisp when you dive in. It just feels like less viscous almost. Like a warm pool, it feels so thick. It feels like you're swimming through sludge. It's gross. You get out and you're like, ugh, ugh. Gross. Get it off. Blech. But the cold water, you just slice through it like a knife. It's like it's kind of like the hot knife through butter. It's a uh, uh, completely shaved swimmer through ice cold water. You're just slicing through it. It's basically the same analogy, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, or a, <laughs> a completely shaved man in the speedo, like cold through cold water. <laughs> And the other thing with swimming that is awful is salt water. Now, any, any of my swimmers here that are listening, maybe you had a different experience at a saltwater pool than I did, but the saltwater pool that I swam in, I think I swam in two, that also felt like sludge and was gross. And I, you might think that it would make it faster, but I it felt slower. I don't remember exactly the times I swam there. It was a high school dual meet. Because technically, like, salt water, it makes you more buoyant. And when you're swimming, you want to be as up as high on top of the water as possible. So you're getting the least amount of resistance from the water. So maybe it doesn't make sense, but it just felt... It was another one of those, like, blech, ugh, gross water. Um, so that was one of the worst things. And especially when you're training. It's, it's not... I mean, it just feels slow when you're uh, have, have a race. But when you're training... Oh my god, a hot pool, it's like death. Because you, you do sweat when you swim. You don't think about it. You do sweat because you're working and you do get hot. So your body's trying to cool itself off. So you're still sweating. But in a hot pool, it's even worse. Like you feel like you are dying. Like you can imagine going into an indoor pool and you, you feel how like thick the air kind of is. And it's not all pools. Some of them imagine, a lot of it's, Honestly, the hot pools, the, the pools that are, and I'm saying hot as in like, I don't know, maybe 80 degrees or more, which seems pretty hot, but you know, 70, somewhere in the 70s is usually a pretty 
not chill, but cool pool, like, nice. Um, but, yeah, those, like, 80 and above pools, the air's thick, so you can't catch your breath. You're like, <gasps> your, bo your whole body is beat red because you just can't breathe and you're sweating and you're working so hard in the middle of training. It's awful. Now, this is going to be a hot take. I'm going to switch to the ocean here. Now, the ocean, I feel... I love a nice cold ocean. And I feel, some people like the ocean when it gets a little bit warmer, but see, this is what I didn't like. I don't like when the ocean feels like bath water because that is gross. That's another one where you get in and it just, it feels like, I don't know, it just feels like it's burning my skin, especially when you're on a beach. Beaches get hot, all right? And I usually, I'm going into the ocean no, not usually. I, I'm usually going into the ocean to play in the waves like a four-year-old and like I've done since I was four. But if I'm having more of a chill day on the beach, you know, drinking a couple beers, just hanging out, you go into the ocean because you're getting hot. And if you can't go into the ocean to cool off, what the fuck is the point of the beach? I mean, it's great. The beach is obviously awesome. But you're just in a vicious cycle of like, oh, I'm hot. Let me go cool off. Oh, this did nothing, but at least I kind of have a little bit of water on me, so the wind might cool me off for like 10 seconds, and then nope, it doesn't really do anything. We, I went on vacation with my girlfriend and her family, I think it was two years ago, we went down to the Gulf uh, side of Florida in Clearwater, I think it was, Indian River, Indian Springs, something like that. Uh, it was near Tampa, but the ocean water was like bath water, and my... Future mother-in-law, Mel, shout out Mel, she loved it. She couldn't get up. She's like, I love the Gulf. We were making fun of her because she we were she was talking about how much she loved the Gulf and all that stuff. But that one, there was no waves, so that kind of sucked. But two, it was hot as fuck in the ocean. The ocean had to have been like 90 degrees, to be honest. It felt like I felt sticky getting in the ocean because it was so hot and thick. Like, not hot, but I don't know. Like, I'd be like, oh, let's go cool off. And we'd play, um, you know, volleyball in the water. Like, not volleyball, volleyball. We'd be, you know, passing the volleyball around, bumping around, seeing how many we could do. And I usually like to, like, dive and stuff because, that you know, you're working, you're working up a sweat, and you dive into the water, it's a little cold, it cools you off. Nope, I almost stopped moving altogether because it was the absolute fucking worst i just got so hot and i think that's kind of why we eventually stopped because it was like all right this is we're dying out here and it, it, I mean, it was hot as hell it was humid so that was uh that's my hot take as far as ocean water i think a lot of people will probably disagree but i think it's just better if it's now it doesn't have to be freezing cold i personally love a freezing cold ocean but it doesn't have to be freezing cold it just can't be like Oh, I'm stepping into a pool at the end of the day that's been sitting in the hot sun. Or, or like just bath water is basically the best way to describe it. it. You gotta be, you gotta have something to walk in and cool you off and refresh you. <clears throat> that almost kind of turned into a little bit of a rant almost. But here, here's my real rant. Um, we're a little all over the place at the beginning here. But this is, I, I have, this is another... Not so much with the birds, but this is a losing battle I've had 
for a while now, probably even in my family, we've been having this losing battle for a while. I think my mom might actually have a decent one now that works, kind of, but printers, this is something people don't talk about enough. Printers are the fucking worst. Has anyone had a printer that's, like, worked solidly for them for more than three years? Like, they're awful. The ink is expensive, and you try to get the cheaper ink, and they put some shit in the printer that's like, oh, not HP ink, time to fucking shit myself and explode, basically, which happened to me recently because the ink was expensive, so I'm like, I'll get this ink from Amazon, it's the same thing, right? Nope, put it in there, it knew it right away, it was like, okay, time to die, and the printer, I haven't used it since, it's been sitting under my bed, and I go to the library to print, and I feel like printers are just the worst technology ever, it's something that we have not figured out as a society, and I feel like we need to like forget going to space or, or global warming right now we need to fix the printer first because you know if we want to fix global warming i know we've got email and stuff but you know you want to put up flyers to talk about global warming and get raise awareness and stuff hand out papers flyers all that stuff you're not going to be able to do it with a fucked printer so let's fix the printers because you know people got school assignments and don't say, oh, everything's digital now. No, it's not. Some teachers and professors still want a fucking piece of paper. or Places that you go, they still want the piece of paper that you print out. And what I don't think they realize is not many people really have printers anymore. Or maybe I'm just in the uh, minority here, but I don't think many people have printers much anymore because you can just send it to them. There's no need to print it out. And I'd say the best printers are probably ones in, like, maybe office spaces or in schools, like... I used to always print stuff off at school or sometimes at work because it's like, at least I know that works. There's a 50-50 shot, maybe, not even. There's like a 40-60 shot my one at home is going to work. And even though I just replaced it with actual HP ink, this is before I even got the, um, you know, Amazon ink, it's going to tell me I don't have enough ink and it just won't work. And that's the other thing. Some of these printers, they're like, oh, you ran out of... Uh, you ran out of this color of ink, so we can't do anything. Uh, even though you're just printing black and white, but you don't have any cyan, so we can't print. It's always the cyan, too, right? It's always the cyan you run out of. Not the yellow, not the, you know, black you run out of. But as far as the colors, I don't even remember what other colors are. Red, cyan, and yellow, right? It's always cyan. And they don't ever call it blue. It's cyan. It's always cyan. You're going to get sick of hearing me say cyan. But I'm sick of the color cyan. It's always that color that's like, hey, you don't have any of this left. So, you know, that 12-page paper that you want, or not even 12-page, this one page you got to print out uh, that's just in black and white. Sorry, we can't print it. Fuck you. Well, fuck you too, printer. I want to throw it out the window. It's still back in Indiana, but I kind of want to, like, smash it. Like, have one of those demolition derbies just with a printer. Somehow I'll get hurt. I don't know how. It'll just be me bashing the printer or throwing it. But I'll get hurt somehow. That's that's another topic I want to talk about. Is some of these dumb injuries I've had in my life. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of my rants on printers. They're the worst thing in the entire world. I don't understand why we have not fixed that technology yet. We've got Wi-Fi. We've sent people to space. We've got air conditioning, which might be one of the greatest things humans have created. Uh, like, let's, let's find something so we can print. 
Or just completely get rid of, like, as a society, let's just band together and agree to never print things ever again and just kill the printing business because they have had us by the balls for years now and there's just nothing we can do. You, you know there's subscription services for ink for printers? What the fuck is that? You're not Netflix or Hulu. Like, I'm not going to subscribe and be like, oh, can't wait to get my monthly fill of ink. Whatever. Fuck you, printers. All right, everybody. Time for our ad of the day. That's right, our presenting sponsor of the day. That is Rita's Water Ice. Rita's Water Ice. Not Italian ice. That's right. It's Rita's Water Ice, baby. We love Rita's here on the weekly slice of ham. You know, it's it's always an event when it opens up. You know, the first day of spring, you get your free Rita's. It's just the best. You got that great, so many great flavors. You got green apple, you got mango, my mom's favorite, black cherry. Um, Swedish fish is an, I feel like is an underrated flavor. Swedish fish is a great flavor. They got the good custard. Some people like the nice gelati. You know, you got a layer of custard, a layer of water ice, and another layer of custard. That's not really my thing. If I want it, sometimes I just get the custard on top because I don't know if I want the custard or if I want the water ice. But I don't like it mixing. I'm not like a creamsicle person. And then you got your mistos. If you really want to get crazy, you can just have a fucking uh, creamsicle misto or a creamsicle milkshake. That's what a misto is. So Rita's Water Ice, thank you for your sponsorship. We love and appreciate you. Go get your Rita's because it's summertime, baby. All right, thank you again to Rita's Water Ice. That's right, Rita's Water Water, 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 not Italian. It's it's Rita's water ice. Thank you for sponsoring this episode of the Weekly Slice of Ham. We love our Rita's. Now, we're going to stay kind of local with it here. There's a couple... I watched a video last week that kind of got the juices flowing about some of the things that are like... Food that like reminds me of my childhood or just growing up from... In the area now one thing one big thing I want to talk about that I think a lot of people don't necessarily know about or understand or they know about it just hearing about Philly people we're talking about a tomato pie now not a tomato pie a tomato pie now what a tomato pie is it's a layer of crust a layer of sauce and some Parmesan cheese just lightly sprinkled on there you can have it hot you can have it cold however you want it's not pizza it is not pizza. It is completely different. Now, if you're in the Philly area, you need to go. There's places inside Philly, but you need to find a Corpolis and go get a Corpolis tomato pie. They're delicious. All right. They, they line up. The, the place shuts down. All right. Uh, so, over holidays, like, there are orders put in probably a month ahead of time and they shut down just so they can hand out pizzas i'm pretty sure they had security there last time my mom was telling me about or like people to direct the whole thing uh so people get their food and it's in an orderly fashion people go crazy for this stuff and it's not everyone's cup of tea but it, you need to try it okay now the other thing and i've talked about i'm not talking about hoagies this time people i promise cheesesteaks we need to have a serious discussion about cheesesteaks around here because uh, I've, I've talked about how um, 
Western PA has ruined everything that's good, pretty much, and it sucks. Cheesesteaks, they ruined. I went to the deli that's up there. Uh, fuck it, I'll even say it, because they've ruined all the sandwiches you could get. Ninth Street Deli. I went there, and I got a cheesesteak. And I said, alright, yeah, I'd like to get... Well, first of all, they call it a steak and cheese. That was the first thing. Why do I feel like I talked about this? I don't care. I'm going through it again. They call it a steak and cheese. That, that was their first mistake. It's a cheese steak. And then the second thing is I ordered and I, they were like, um, do you want everything on it? And I almost said yes, thinking it was just, you know, onions, peppers, and maybe mushrooms, which that doesn't matter to me. I'll take whatever, you know, cheese, all that stuff. Um, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. We're not in the right area where I can just say yes. I said, so what is all on this? They said, um, fried onions, banana peppers, which is all right, but not my cup of tea, uh, lettuce, and then some, I think pickles too, which you can, I, but lettuce? No, you know, that's called, that, that's not a cheesesteak. That's a cheesesteak hoagie. Because you throw all the cold shit on it, you don't need cold shit on a hoagie. You can throw you can throw some pickles on there every so often, but you forget if you're gonna get a hoagie, it's cheese. It's or not a hoagie. If you're gonna get a cheesesteak, it's cheese, it's steak, it's bread at its bare minimum. You could throw on the fried onions, the fried peppers, sometimes mushrooms, and then the other thing is they have provolone. Now provolone, people, you can get provolone on a cheesesteak. That's fine. You get whatever you want. Wit Wiz, American, Provolone, Pepper Jack, whatever, that's all cool. If you're going to do Provolone, it better be a good fucking Provolone, not a Provolone from uh, Aldi's that's prepackaged. I need a sharp Provolone that, that's, I need to smell that Provolone in that cheesesteak. So, they ruined that. The bread was actually pretty solid, but, and, and I, I didn't get all that other shit on it, so... I'm thankful that I was like, oh, what is on there? Um, now I'm going to go to something that's come from my mom's side of the family. Mom, shout out you. Um, what I want to talk about is some people might call it Canadian bacon. Some people might just call it ham. Some people might call it Taylor ham. It's a pork roll, people. Pork roll... And it's great for breakfast foods. I don't have as much to say about it, whether it's this or that. or what. I mean, it's called pork roll is what it is. And it's amazing. You throw that on a on a egg and cheese bagel, forget about bacon, egg and cheese or sausage, egg and cheese. Pork roll, egg and cheese takes the cake. Get it nice and crisp. Mm. Another breakfast food, scrapple. This is, I feel like, to me it seems more of like a, you know, Eastern PA thing, but I think it's a Pennsylvania Dutch kind of thing, but I've had it in other places, but it's delicious. It's, don't look what's in it, but you get it, you coat it in a little bit of flour, you fry it up, and you can have it by itself, and it's delicious. But you fry it up, right, get some two eggs over easy, throw a little ketchup in there if you want. It was like, it was a momentous occasion for my brother and I when my dad made Scrapple. Delicious. Great breakfast food. Again, if you're in the area, look it up, get it. I know some people, it, it's kind of a you love it or you don't. It's not like, there's no in-between for Scrapple. I got on my list hoagies and subs, but I won't go get into that again.
Now, this is a big thing for me. Not a big thing for me, but pizza. Another thing Western PA isn't very great at. There is one place in Indiana, I, sh I guess, you know what? I won't lump in Western PA with that because there's probably great places in uh, Pittsburgh and stuff. But at least in Indiana PA, there's only one place that knows how to do a good pizza, right? Like, they, they all the other places, it's also doughy. The sauce, there's too much sauce. It's not great. Like, you ask for it well done. That's a thing, people. You can ask for a pizza well done. If you want it nice and crispy, you want a nice crisp to it, a good pizza shop will know what that is. And you'll get it. And it'll be great. Now, I want my, my main, my favorite kind of pizza is that, that wood fire stove, the big pizza oven. Oh, there's nothing like a pizza from that. But some of the big things we had at some of the pizza shops around me, they had a lot of unique pizzas. And I don't know if they, I'm sure they do at other places, but I haven't really seen it. Is you go, and it's more like my area, kind of near Philly, and I've seen it in New Jersey too. They got all these pre-made pizzas where they, you take a slice, they throw it in, warm it up for you. But they've got these extravagant pizzas, which I guess it's really not local, but like these extravagant taco pizzas, uh, white pizzas. They got uh, chicken and broccoli pizzas. So many different things. White pizza. I think, did I already say white pizza? I probably already said white pizza. White pizza is another good thing that's underrated. You get a little ricotta underneath that uh, mozzarella with some roasted garlic. Ooh, there's nothing like a good good white pizza when i'm saying good it needs to be solid it can't just be a plain piece of pizza like cheese and crust you got to have a little bit of character to it got to have that garlic that is some delicious shit now this might be kind of a hot take as far as pizza goes but when it comes to buffalo chicken pizza i don't know what these people are doing with the breaded chicken, you're just throwing chicken fingers on a pizza and putting some hot sauce on it and calling it buffalo chicken pizza, maybe some ranch. Stop it with that buffalo chicken, or that, not buffalo chicken, to do the buffalo chicken. Stop it with the, the chicken fingers on it. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want buffalo chicken fingers on my pizza. If I'm getting a buffalo chicken pizza, I'm imagining you're taking buffalo chicken dip, slapping it on a pizza, basically, except you just cook it up. And that's what a buffalo chicken pizza should be. It shouldn't be any kind of... Oh, you probably hear a storm. I closed the door. He's once in. Um, but we're getting kind of towards the end here anyway. The buffalo chicken pizza. Oh, it's so good. Now, there's a place I got to talk about down here. This will blow your mind. The best pizza in town down here in Milford, Delaware. We got it. We got a regular pizza. It was great. We got a... I think it was a chicken bacon ranch pizza. Delicious. I think we got one other kind. They were, they were all... So good, so perfect. It is from the Mexican-Italian restaurant. That's right. It is a Mexican-Italian, I don't know if it's a fusion, but it is Italian and Mexican. And you can get both things. And it is the by far the best pizza in town, according to everyone. Now, I've never had Grotto's, and I'm sure that's not like a you know really good pizza, but it's local and people have it all the time. But yes, if you're ever in Milford, Delaware, look for the Mexican-Italian restaurant and get pizza from there because it is the best pizza around, by far. So, the last thing, this is kind of, I'd say this is one that's a little bit more dear to my heart as far as, like, my mom and I. Because I feel like, you know, we always got it with the family, but it, for me, it always felt like something her and I would do. Like, we would go get them, and it was something we enjoyed a lot more are uh, apple cider donuts. Apple cider donuts are so good. And you can't get them you can't get them outside of like 
the fall time, like autumn and stuff like that. You can't do that because it's not the same. Like, I'm sure you can get them places like Dunkin' has them during that time, which we need to talk about pumpkin spice. I, I will do things for pumpkin spice stuff. That is a great thing that has come up. But apple cider donuts, they're like, and you need to get them from an orchard, really. We went to Highland Orchard out by us is what it was called. And if you, especially if you get them nice and warm, they were just so fluffy, so easy to eat. They fell apart in your mouth. They just melted in your mouth. And, oh, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like a good apple cider donut. Now, the thing that um, I, it was in my, our ad read last week is um, Maryland blue crab. Now, everyone knows, like, king crab legs and stuff like that and lobster. I personally think crab is better than lobster. Um, but uh, it's kind of... Maryland blue crab and just crabs in general and even seafood has come into my life a lot more recently with, you know, uh, dating Reagan. And of course, you know, when we get married, seeing her family and stuff, they live right near the water, right on the water. But it's just like, it's such an event when, at least for me and in general, because they are expensive, but for me, it's such an event and it's like, oh my God, we're getting crabs. This has made my like month right now. And especially if it, sometimes they're not always good. You got to make sure you go to a place where you know there's good ones. But, you know, you sit down, you're there. It's You, you can eat however many way you want. You can eat as little as you want. Depends on the day. Um, and it's just, I like it that you can kind of just pick at, you pick at it, you kind of work for it. You almost never really get full. It's almost more of just like, all right, I'm sick of this taste. It's time to move on. I've never gotten full eaten crab. That's for damn sure. I could pick at them all day. But sometimes also you got to do other stuff. You have a nice beer with it. It's just a chill, great summer event that you can have. And, you know, as far as Storm really wants to see what's going on out there. Um, I, I just kind of love the, you know, foods and I don't want to call it culture, but kind of that like. I kind of grew up around where we experience, I experienced so many different things where like, you know, we went to this place called Shady Maple. It's a smorgasbord. It, yeah, that's a word, people. Smorgasbord. It's in like Lancaster area. It's basically like a big buffet. I got to like, there were so many different foods I tried there. You know, I, I there were so many local things that I knew about. Oh, soft pretzels. Soft pretzels are huge around Philly. If you don't get a Philly soft pretzel when you're in the area, and I mean like, there's a company called Philadelphia or Philly Soft Pretzels. Maybe it's Philadelphia. Greatest soft pretzels. Don't don't fuck around with that super pretzel shit in the freezer aisle. Don't do that. Or go to Wawa and get a soft pretzel. They're great. A little bit of mustard, whatever you like. Maybe some cheese. Great shit. But like growing up, I got some stuff from my dad's side as far as failure. I got some stuff from my mom's side, and that's great, and I love it. And you know, I've experienced some stuff in Western PA as much as I shit on it. The 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 Pittsburgh sandwiches with the fries and the coleslaw, they're great. And now with like Reagan and her family, you know, I'm getting more, you know, I'm exploring more into seafood stuff. Like I love seafood, but the, the crab I get and just, I love the blend of different, like, I, think, I don't think the culture is the right word, but like different backgrounds that I'm getting now with like that I have from my past life and I'm getting with like my future life going on and I'm really excited, you know. Kids, don't worry, mom. Kids are down the road a little while. But, you know, to share some of the stuff with my kids, like, I think we're going to, you know, grow up and raise kids and settle down in this Delaware area, hopefully. 
But to like go back and visit family and be like, oh, kids, you got to try this tomato pie, Scrapple. Uh, you know, when we go down to visit her family in Maryland. All right, kids, time to pick your first crab. Let's go. You know, and <laughs> yell at them if they don't do it right. I'm not an expert, but, you know, her, her family can take care of that. Teach them how to do it because I'm still, I'm still working on it, you know. T teach them what a real cheesesteak is. It's a real hoagie. I hope, you know, I hope to, I'm excited to just pass all this on and, you know, really experience it with all of, you know, all of my future and learn more. I kind of lost track of where I was going with that, but yeah. So that is your weekly slice of ham, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the previous episode with Reagan. We enjoyed doing it together. Don't you dare anyone text me or message me jokes about what I just said. I realized I fucked up. We enjoyed podcasting together, um, and it was a great time. So... Please like, subscribe, share. Also, rate. Leave me reviews so I know what I can fix, what you think uh, you would like me to do better, what I uh, you want to hear about more, hear about less. If you have any personal stories with me that you think I should share, I would love to hear it from everyone who listens. So thank you, thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next week on the Weekly Slice of Ham, everyone. Peace out. Hammy time, it's time to listen to the weekly slice of ham, that's right, it's over. So come on everybody, I'm gonna miss you, so have a great weekend, I love you.